0: Chapter 16, DLC Headquarters. The parking spaces in front of the DLC headquarters were all taken, so I had to park on the other side of the lot. I had sent Veronica an email asking her specifically where Gary was hanging my paintings and could have come down there to see them. She never answered. I just decided to go for it and make a surprise visit. How long would it take for them to show me where my paintings were hanging? It was a sunny day, so I tried to haul my ass across the hot concrete without breaking into a run. I probably looked like one of those speedwalkers who have that weird gait that makes them look like they're in desperate need of a bathroom. I made it to the glass front doors and gave them a yank. I dove through the wave of cold air that escaped from the lobby and went right for the marble front desk. The same impassive receptionist from before was sitting there. She watched me with a bored expression as I approached. I said... Hi, I've been doing some artwork for Gary Easton for a while now, and I was wondering if I could... I stopped myself in mid-sentence. I realized that trying to explain myself to this person wasn't going to work. I had to cut to the chase. Can I speak with Veronica, his assistant? I said. The receptionist expression hadn't changed since I entered the lobby. Do you have an appointment? She asked, probably for the 10,000th time. I didn't. I was going to have to bullshit my way through this, I said. I sent her an email last night. She knows you're coming? Yeah, I said with a straight face. I said, we've worked together on a couple of things for Gary. The receptionist picked up the phone. Who should I say this is from? Tell her it's Gavin. I just have a couple of questions I need to ask her. The receptionist punched in some numbers and spoke to someone. I noticed the guard was just staring out into the parking lot, bored out of his mind. Thank God I didn't have his job. The receptionist hung up. Veronica will be down in a minute. Could you please take... I cut her off. Right, take a seat. I planted myself on the same chunk of marble. I glanced around the lobby. Maybe they had hung my paintings somewhere down here. Nope. Ansel Adams prints hadn't gone anywhere. A minute later, Veronica appeared from the elevator and shook my hand. Gavin, what can we do for you? Hey, I said. I was wondering how Gary likes his paintings. He likes them very much and enjoys your work. She said as if she was a politician sticking to her speaking points. I asked her hesitantly, okay, so what does he plan on doing with them? I'm not sure. He hasn't said anything. That wasn't the answer I was looking for. I thought for a moment, then said, is he going to have a showing of my work at some point? I don't know. That would be Gary's decision. Can I ask, where are they now? I honestly don't know. Veronica was beginning to sound like she was in a courtroom, answering all questions without incriminating herself. I pushed on with my interrogation. Are they hanging someplace here? In this building, perhaps? Maybe. Sorry I can't help you. I couldn't believe I was being completely stonewalled. How hard were these questions? I finally asked her, should I just keep painting then? Of course. You've been submitting your invoices and getting our checks from payroll. Yeah. I thought for a moment but couldn't come up with anything. Can I help you with anything else? She said with a fake, polite smile. Frustrated that I hadn't gotten any answers, I just said, No, but I guess that's it. Veronica turned around and walked back to the elevator. The receptionist and guard gave me a look, like I should have known better than to ask questions to important people from upstairs. I just shut the hell up and got out of there. I started to walk back to my car. Damn it. My paintings have got to be someplace in that building. Why would they just stack them up in a broom closet? Somebody had to be framing them and putting them up in an office somewhere. I had to take a look for myself. If I could find at least one of my paintings in the hallway, then I would be happy. I kept walking out into the parking lot until I knew the front desk couldn't see me, then took a hard left and went straight for the loading dock at the back of the building. I cleared the first corner and pushed my way through a row of Arborvitae plants and made a beeline for the loading dock. Mookie knew who I was at this point. I should be able to bullshit my way past him. I ran up the concrete steps and spotted Mookie sitting in his little room. He saw me and then said, It's Mr. Artist again. Hey, Mookie. I think I might have lost my wallet last time I was here. Can I check? He got up from his chair. Where did you think you'd lose it? I pointed towards the flappy doors. Probably over there my regular spot. I said. I walked over to the space where I had left my paintings last time. Mookie followed me. I pretended to look around. I said, yeah, no, I don't see it. Oh, it's too bad you lost your wallet. I lost mine. And they ran up $2,000 on my credit cards. Oh boy, here we go. His version of the I lost my credit card story. Everyone had one. I pretended to listen. I had to go to the bank and cancel them all. I wasn't hit with the charges, because I told them in time. I thought he was done. Well, that was easy enough. Mookie continued. You gotta watch out if you buy something online, too. I cut him off. Hey, where's the bathroom? He pointed to the flappy doors. Through those doors and to your right. I immediately hustled over to the doors. Thanks, Mookie, I said as I pushed my way through the vertical slits. I took a right and then went down a hallway that was lined with old desks stacked on top of each other. The walls were painted cinder block and the ceiling had pipes suspended from it. The hallway ended at an open area with a snack machine and an elevator door. The closest thing I spotted that could be considered artwork was a safety first poster by a trash barrel. I hit the elevator button. The bell dinged and the doors opened up. I got in the elevator and examined my choices, floors one through five. I knew Gary's office was on the top floor. I didn't want to wander around there. I hit the button for the fourth floor, and the doors closed. The doors opened again, and I walked out into a small lobby. I immediately spotted a pair of bland, corporate-style prints on the opposite wall. Two blue and red splotchy things that sort of complemented each other. Why did they even bother buying something like that? If they needed a splash of color on a beige wall... They could have hired a regular construction guy to chuck some paint on the wall and put a frame around it. I went left and came to an open area that had about 20 cubicles, each with a person doing something at a computer. I got a quick glance from the woman closest to me. Uh oh, I should have planned this better. I noticed everyone was wearing a dress shirt with tie, or at least a collared golf shirt. I was wearing a t shirt with Edvard Munch's The Screen printed on the front. I decided if anyone asked, I would say that I was lost in looking for the cafeteria. I briskly walked along the outer perimeter of the cubicles, as if I knew where I was going. I figured if I just kept turning right every time I got to the end of the hallway, it would take me back to the elevator. I snatched a glance of what was inside all of the offices that I passed. I saw a print of a lake scene, some more splotchy colors, a fuzzy impressionistic rendering of a city bands of color in a square, and finally the classic in their baby cat poster. I outlined the whole floor by following the same hallway, taking a right each time and ended back at the elevator. There was nothing there of mine. I approached a middle-aged guy waiting for the elevator. He looked like a manager of some sort, full suit and tie. I hit the glowing down button. Our eyes met for a second. We gave each other a polite smile, and I went back to staring at the down button. Come on, come on, come on. Hurry up with the elevator. I don't want to answer any questions from this guy. I was feeling very self-conscious because of the way I was dressed. The elevator doors opened with a ding and we both got in. I wanted to check out the third floor next, but he hit the button first. Shit, I don't want to get out with him. He'll see me wandering around. I hit the second floor button instead. The doors closed in front of us. I was staring at the floor, trying to remain as inconspicuous as you can in a small box with one other person. Suddenly, he asked me, Is that called Scream? I looked at him, and he gave me a little point towards my shirt. Huh? I said, Oh yeah, it's by Edvard Munch. Shit, he knows I'm not supposed to be here. He said, They should issue one of those to everyone who has to deal with human resources. The elevator dinged, the doors opened, and he got out. Well, that was close. The second floor was laid out the same way as the fourth. I took a lap around the outer perimeter, peeking into all the offices that I passed. More prints of street scenes, framed globs of color, and posters of funny memes. The closest thing I found that looked like something I painted was a print of Van Gogh's Starry Night. Nothing of mine. Back to the elevator. I got out onto the first floor and panicked. I was in the lobby with the receptionist and the entrance guard. Fortunately, they were facing the wrong way and didn't notice me. I quickly backpedaled into the elevator. Taking the elevator, which ran right through the middle of the building, was not a good idea. There had to be some stairwells that I could sneak around in and attack this labyrinth from another angle. I pushed the button for the basement floor, and the doors closed. I got out where I started this journey, in the basement hallway. As the elevators closed behind me, I spotted two people standing in front of the snack machine, They didn't look like they belonged here. They were about my age. One was a guy all dressed in black, wearing Doc Martin boots, and the other was a woman in a paint-smeared smock. The woman reached into the machine and pulled out a candy bar. She laughed at something the guy said. Then they both walked past me to my left. I followed them down the short hallway where they stopped in front of a security door. The woman swiped her ID card and they entered the room. They saw me a short distance behind them and held the door open for me. I must not have looked as suspicious as I thought. I accelerated up to the door, said thanks, and entered the room behind them. Holy fucking shit. The room was filled with people all sitting in front of easels, painting. There was maybe 20 of them, each with their own cubicle, filled with painting supplies, blank canvases, and brushes. It was as if you took my painting loft and crammed it into a six-foot-by-six-foot space. The smell was incredible, too linseed oil and paint thinner. Nothing like upstairs. I slowly walked past the first few cubicles, trying to comprehend what I was seeing. They each had their own little tchotchkes and photos attached to their walls, just like everyone else did upstairs. You could tell they've been working here for a long time. I noticed something peculiar. They weren't making original works of art, but copying a painting that was set next to them on another easel. I stopped next to a person who was putting the finishing touches on a perfect copy of a nude done in a cubist style. He had a pair of earbuds on and only glanced up at me for a second before focusing back on his work. I stood in the middle of the room, fascinated by all the pairs of finished canvases leaning against the cubicle walls. I heard a woman's voice behind me. Are you the new hire? I turned around and saw an older woman standing up, wiping her hands with a rag. Now what was I going to do? I couldn't use the cafeteria excuse. I considered for a split second that maybe I could make a dash for the door. Screw it. I was in this deep. Let's see how far it goes. Yeah, I replied. What's your name? Gavin. My name's Sue. She walked past me and then said, Follow me. Sue spoke in a voice that sounded like she'd been there for way too long. She brought me to the back of the room to an empty cubicle filled with art supplies, blank canvases, and an easel. You can have this spot. She pointed to a door on the other side of the room and sighed. The closet has more blank canvases and supplies. Try to match the original as closely as you can. She pointed to two paintings leaning against my cubicle wall. These are the first two you should start on. Michael will bring out the next when you're done. I sat down on the stool in front of the easel. My brain was having a hard time processing everything that I'd just experienced. I tried to hide my confusion as I picked up a brush. Sue asked briskly, Are we ready to go? Her voice snapped me out of it. Huh? Oh yeah, I said. All set. Sue went back to her cubicle. I slowly scanned my surroundings. All this stuff kind of looked familiar to me, but it wasn't. Why the hell would anyone want to paint here in a cubicle, for Christ's sake? I looked around the room at all the other artists painting in isolation. There was another cubicle that was behind me. I peeked over the edge of the wall and saw a red-haired woman working on her painting. She saw me looking at her and said, Hi! My name is Janice. Gavin, I told her. I guess we're neighbors. If I can help you with anything, let me know. What are you working on? I have no idea what the artist's name is. It's pretty easy, though. It's a snow-covered landscape. Can I ask how long have you been working here? Eight years. I'm due for a pay grade increase in about six months. She's been here for eight friggin' years? A pay grade increase? What kind of artist would create in such a bizarre environment like that? I asked her, why? Why? She said as if I were some kind of idiot. You didn't read your benefits package? We're getting the best health insurance plan around. Plus, we'll match back on any retirement savings. I didn't know what to say to her. I studied the guy in the cubicle next to us, painting the duplicate of a fall nature scene. You're going to like it here. They really go all out for employee appreciation incentives. Have you ever been to the Bahamas? No, I said reluctantly. Janice loaded up a brush with a dollop of brown paint from her palette and placed it on a canvas. And those are really fun. Okay, thanks. I sat back down behind my side of the cubicle, trying to make sense of all this weirdness. I looked around for another minute, then began to feel very uncomfortable. I needed to get out of there before they figured out who I was. I got up and walked back to the door I had entered. Sue watched me from her cubicle. I asked her, Where's the bathroom? Down the hall, past the candy machine on the right. Okay, thanks, I mumbled. I pulled the door open and took a step out into the hallway that led back to the loading dock in freedom. I felt the doorknob touch my butt just as the door shut behind me. There's a saying when someone quits a job and nobody gives a shit if you leave. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. What do you know, I thought. A door actually hit my ass on the way out of my first and only corporate job.